0: Hey everybody, welcome back to The Hustle, to John Lamoureux. Okay, this week is really fun and really interesting. Our guest this week is Roots guitarist, Kirk Douglas. I gotta admit, this, is kind of, this was kind of overwhelming, because if you think for a minute about all the layers that you could talk to somebody like Kirk about, it's never ending. So first and foremost, Kirk obviously is with the Roots and has been for 20-something years. But in addition, he has his own solo career as well under the name Hundred Watt Heart. And he just a couple of weeks ago put out his second album called New Unknown. In fact, this is one of the singles off of that album called Over the Ocean. This is one of my favorite albums of the year. I love it. And as you might imagine, it sounds like really funky R&B and psychedelic rock mixed together. The songs are great. His voice is amazing and he covers it all, but it may or may not be what you would think would come from Kirk Douglas. And that's one of the things I try to press on in here. I don't know about you guys, but whenever I watch The Roots perform, my eye is always affixed to Kirk. And the reason for that, especially on The Tonight Show, is that number one, the guy can play anything and everything. No matter who the guest is, he can adapt. And secondly, because of that, I feel like I can see sort of the pleasure, the attention, the detail, the passion on his face whenever they re- whenever they perform. And so my eye is always going to Kirk. And uh, anyway, I just love the guy. And so then we talk about that, but then we also talk about the fun stuff, you know, like what it's like working on The Tonight Show and what goes on backstage and, and uh, you know, some of his most memorable guests and all that kind of stuff. I mean, like I was saying, it's kind of overwhelming because if you think about it, you could talk to him all day, every day anybody who has ever walked across that tonight show stage for the last however many years kirk has brushed up against them and uh maybe i probably need to ask more like specific questions but it's overwhelming anyway so we cover all of this he goes into great detail here at the beginning about what influences went into most of the songs on the album and that part is really cool because he touches on almost everything and you just don't i don't know it's just fun to talk to somebody who's Tasted music is so broad and wide-ranging and covers a little bit of everything. Again, I hope you guys will check out New Unknown. It is really, really great. His last album, Turbulent Times, from a couple years ago, is good, but New Unknown is a giant leap forward, if you ask me. He called me from backstage at The Tonight Show. First and foremost, I got to ask you, I was watching some of your videos on youtube and um in a couple of them you're wearing a rockers t-shirt and i desperately want that t-shirt and i was oh, looking wow. it up and it the only uh i saw it for like 45 bucks on some weird site where did you get that t-shirt i know your parents are from jamaica but where'd you get that t-shirt
1: i mean it could be from the very same weird site it's a company called <laughs> warn free is that the one that I you think found that's on?
0: what i saw yeah yeah yeah.
1: Yeah, they specialize in uh sort of rock t-shirts and uh rockers definitely falls under that category. They like to do uh, recreations of t-shirts that you know rock stars throughout history have worn. So they'll have shirts that Debbie Harry has worn, shirts that mm-hmm. Bob Marley has worn, shirts that uh and also not exclusively shirts that musicians have worn, but they also have you know, uh, shirts that would be, you know, considered just, you know, band shirts. Um, uh-huh. you know, there's, there's like Miles Davis shirts. There's, uh, an Isaac Hayes shirt. I, think I, I saw I, you I wearing like,
0: an Isaac Hayes shirt in one of the other videos too. And I love that one too. Yeah.
1: I have a, I have a hot buttered soul one. I have a Billy Preston shirt. It's Ooh. sort of, uh, yeah, just oh. I, I met that company when uh, the roots played Coachella back in, I think 2008, possibly Ooh. 2000, but I think 2008 and they've just been super supportive over the years. And like, I'd say like 85% of the Roots shows that I do, I'm probably wearing a, a, a worn free t-shirt. Mm. I'm, I'm just a big fan of the the brand and I love the, okay. the material that they use. And, uh, just and, and some of the stuff is like kind of obscure, you know. Okay. Um,
0: yeah, just a great company. You should definitely check okay. out. Okay, okay, I will. I saw that shirt, I've had the soundtrack for years and years, but I finally saw the movie about a year ago. And, oh um, man, lucky you! I, I know, I love that movie. Horsemouth, what's his name? Anyway, oh, that's, oh, that's mine. <laughs> I love it. Such an interesting slice of Jamaica that you just don't see. It's such a great movie. And when I saw you wearing that t-shirt, I thought I had to have it. In fact, the t-shirt comes with the silhouette of the people walking and without. And you have the one without. I was trying to think, I wonder which one I would want.
2: No, I think I have the one I think I have the one with the. I think the
1: silhouettes on there. If I'm not mistaken, it might be so small that you don't see. But I'm pretty sure the one I have has the silhouettes.
0: Maybe you have both. I, I, it was. Uh, I'm pretty sure. I think it was the Ed Sheeran video that you have, and one other one. You were wearing the rocker shirt, and I didn't see the silhouettes. But I'll I'll go check anyway. I when I saw that, I thought I gotta I gotta ask him about this because I love that shirt. Anyway, okay. <laughs> I've been debating about how I want to kick this off with you because. <laughs> is it too obvious to say that your new album reminds me of Shuggie Otis? Is it is that too obvious? Do you hear that all the time? Because that's what it reminds me of.
1: Uh well first that's flattering uh but and secondly, That's an absolute compliment as you know. No. Thank you. No, I'm a huge Shuggie Otis fan, but that's not something I've heard from others nor is it something I've thought on my own really <laughs> um I, I but you know the w- influences can sort of creep up in a very subliminal uh manner and you know it's it's completely likely that you could have heard that you know i mean i mean uh, in the spirit of of sugi i mean it was you know his albums you know i know from what i know you know he's you know recorded a lot of music his himself Uh um when he was playing a lot of instruments on on his stuff and you know i i didn't play drums but i played a lot you know a lot of the other you know bass and guitar and i sang on it so i mean you could be hearing possibly the spirit of sugi uh we got to play with him on the tonight show uh i think before when it was still late night with jimmy fallon we played with sugi and i took a picture with him he actually signed one of my guitars but yeah, he's definitely like one of my favorite guitar players, and I think that's a huge compliment, but it's
0: it's not something that I've ever really heard really? of before. Okay. So. I guess when I think of a black guitarist mixing kind of funk R and B with a lot of psychedelia, that's right. That's what I was thinking of. And that's what New Unknown reminds me of. I mean As you know, Shoogie, he's a legend for an an underground legend, but a legend nonetheless. And when I was listening to your album, which I've done dozens of times in the last week or so, because I love it, that's what kept coming to mind. That or somebody like Eddie Hazel, maybe? And I was thinking, I wonder who... Okay. Huge fan of him, too. Who do you... I mean, when you... Do you think you... Who's inspiring you? Who's influencing you? I know that's probably a broad question, because it's probably everybody. But I mean, it's interesting to me to think that you weren't thinking of Shuggie because that's kind of exactly where my mind went.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, I, I really look at it song by song, you know. Okay. Um, there's just the music that you make when you want to hear music and there's not any music being played, so you have to be your own musical source. Mm. And, and it's dependent completely on, on mood. It just, it's not like, I, I'm, I'm, I wish I was the type of person that says, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to write this type of song, Mm. but, um, that's not how the process goes. It's like you, I I, I pick up my guitar and I, I I play whatever I want to hear, or sometimes a melody will come to me and I'll sing a melody into my phone. Mm. And then I just you know upon listening back to said melody i think of what i want to what that melody wants to be dressed in musically and and i sort of take it from there and um you know like with every song you know with 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 a song like land of look beyond
0: you know that's my favorite song on the album
1: Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Like that song, you know, I'm thinking, I wasn't thinking consciously pink Floyd, but I'm thinking, Mm. you know, bands like air, you know, uh, interesting uh, bands, you know, um, and yeah, I guess with the inclusion of the keyboards of that song, you know, air comes to mind and, uh, and then harmonically, you know, with the harmonies, you know, I mean, I guess, I guess some of the harmonies remind me of harmonies like, you know, I'm thinking of like Alice in Chains meets, you know, mm. zero seven, you know, like, Whoa, so, yes. so it's like, um, so stuff like that. And that's like the first half of the song. And then the second half of the song is yeah, like, then you, you know,
0: explode for like the last two minutes.
1: Yeah. And I'm thinking, you know, that's like kind of like, uh, there's like a sort of a rush sort of vibe that's happening there. Wow. So, yes. you know, you know albums to take you on journeys and i love for songs to take you on journeys and you know thinking back you know about Shugi, you know i know he had that the the is it called wings of paradise the, the one that the, the one that was released like within maybe 10 years ago or something mm. uh i forgot the name of the album but um but it, it, it i i can see what you're saying what he's like stretching out more in the psychedelic rock tip mm. uh, um but a song like um uh (laughs) the first song of the album breathe in You know, love it. You know, I'm thinking. You know, maybe Smiths. You know, stuff like that.
0: This is great.
1: You know, uh, God. Um, I love it. You know, definitely like. You know, as far as like a, a, a never ending. That's definitely like I'm thinking. You know, funkadelic and and Van Halen. You know. <laughs> when i think when you look at my like record collection you know it's it's pretty much it's very much all over the place that's just where my you know goes you know in many different directions and um and i guess that's you know what the album reflects so it's really difficult for me to like say there's like one Uh, you know one band like the last song on the record retaliate You know that the when it kicks off, it's reminding me of like Black Crows. You know oh, how, yeah. How, and, then, and then from there, you know, then then it goes into something that sort of reminds me of, you know, the Who or Coldplay. Even though mm. I don't, I don't know, I don't know why I'm thinking of that, but I
0: don't know. That's it's, wild. Uh, I love it. Yeah, so it's really
1: like all all over the all over the place, man. Uh, and then and then of course, you know we can be one that's definitely i'm thinking you know like that's like kind of has like an afro beat like a fella yes um, yes r- of course inspiration that's what from makes that. me think of
0: yeah So, that's, so it's like all over the place, man. Maybe that's why I like the album so much, is that as a big music nerd, similar to you, that likes a little bit of everything, I hear your love of all kinds of genres, decades, whatever, in just about every song on the album, you know? I can. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, you're pulling references that I hadn't even thought about, but it's clear when I listen to uh, New Unknown that you're, you're pulling from a little bit of everything. And, and maybe... Maybe it's too general to think that because you're in a hip-hop band, one of the great hip-hop bands, that that would be your primary influence. But everything you're saying right now expands on just the breadth of the music that you love and that informs your work. That's fantastic. I don't know that a lot of people would say that.
1: Well, I mean, if you really, you know, people that are, you know, see The Roots live in concert and, and just, you know, know of, you know, Quest Love or Black Thought, mm-hmm. you know, will we'll know that these are people that have uh, a, a, a vast, you know, very much so musical interest. You know, uh yeah, the range of, of, of their interests is so broad. And when you think of hip hop itself, when you think of hip hop and like where so many samples have come from, mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. hip hop does not sample from one genre whatsoever. No, right. That's the genre that samples from all over the place. And there's True. no there's no terrain that's forbidden yeah, as far as true. where to source music from. And that's, that's, it's beauty. It's like, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, uh, uh, it's a genre for, you know, that was, that continues to evolve from music fans, you know, it's true. a genre that evolves from music, you know, people that like, like to go to the record shop and dig and Good see point. what yes. they, come up with, right. you know, yeah. um, and you know, the, the music that I make, you know, it's like, I, 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 I like to, you know, make an album that, you know, maybe somebody would want to find something that they'd want to sample from, you know mm-hmm, what I mean? So in that way, I, I, I'd like to sort of reflect the music that made me feel a certain way mm-hmm. in hopes to make somebody else feel that certain way,
0: which is ultimately inspired. That makes sense. I was curious. um, I feel like the new album is a, I hope I can say this without it sounding like criticism, a huge step forward progressively from Turbulent Times, your last album from 2019. And I wonder if um, you hear that too. Um, oh, definitely, def-
1: I okay. definitely. Hear the movement. Um, I definitely feel like, um, yeah, it's just it's it's you know I don't I don't know if I'll feel you know two years from now feel like whatever I'm doing currently will be. I'm hoping it'll be somewhat of a leap, mm-hmm. but I do know that I'm still in the phase of enjoyment from listening to this album whereas yeah. uh i don't really i i don't listen to that as you know much for my enjoyment i've sort of uh lived that and have um sort of expired that that mm-hmm. feeling at the time even you know there's some songs that that still resonate that i would still would play live mm-hmm. but i i feel like new unknown is just very much where i'm a product of where i'm at right now yeah yeah. Uh, it's a product of what came out of uh during our period of of isolation and uh just i was i was really making music to entertain myself Mm -hmm. i was making it as my own therapy Mm -hmm. and i was making it just i was just i had a soundtrack in my mind and i wanted to hear it come out of speakers and i was blessed with some unexpected time to do so.
0: Sure, so, sure. Do you get to play weird. out? Do you tour as hundred watt heart? Do you? Oh do you no! <laughs> I was gonna say you're like so busy. How would you do that?
1: Yeah, it's like kind of an like to tour is kind of like an impossible endeavor at the yeah. moment. And um, you know, it's like it's sort of fine for now because I, you know, you know, I'm I'm. I just turned 50 years old, you know, and I have like, uh, t- two teen, two teenagers. And I, you know, uh, you know, we have, I'm, I'm speaking to you right now from backstage of the tonight show. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, so there's a busy life there and yeah. the roots, you know, when, when it comes to summertime, the roots, every moment that we're not here at the tonight show, we're off somewhere in the world. Mm-hmm playing root shows you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i'm i'm i i enjoy that Uh, you know to 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 what it takes to do one's own project is it's very involved you know and it's like when the roots you know i'm on stage with like you know seven eight other people you know and we're covering a lot of bases you know with a project like hundred one heart you know i'd be i'd have to sing everything and I'd be playing guitar and it would, it to organize, not necessarily recreating the album, but representing the album Mm -hmm. would take a lot of organization and, uh, you know, a lot of, you know, more man and woman power. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But should the time present itself when I, I had the time to do that? Yeah. I'd, I'd be into doing shows. I'd be into doing, Casual shows like around New York, you know uh local shows, you know um mm-hmm. the basic function of this record, as I stated, was for my own to for me to work through my own yeah. stuff uh for me to hear you know what was in my head in you know in the outside world come out of speakers mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. hope that it can reach whoever it would resonate with, yeah you know, that same way that you know so many of the music that so much of the music that we listen to has come to us. Somebody was took the time and to put the love in and to bring it to fruition. And, yeah. you know, I would like to be part of that lineage that, that does that, that just, I
0: love you're it. Just documenting your time ultimately. Yeah. I love it. Was, I mean, have you always had, had you never joined the roots and remained the preschool teacher that gigged when you could get a job here and there? would a solo career like this or solo albums like this have come about anyway? Or did the last 13 years or whatever it's been, 14 years, maybe more, um, inform this? What, When did you decide I can be a solo artist and this is the kind of music I want to make?
1: Um, I always, even before joining The Roots, I had an interest in writing my own songs. Before I joined the Roots, you know, I played with so many different artists simultaneously and I was teaching preschool. So it's like, it's, you know, a lot of the, the development was like a pretty slow process. When I look back at like songs that I've uh, written, you know, back 20 years ago, you know, I there's some things in there that I find charming. There's some things that I find, you know, cringeworthy. And you know, you, you the more you do something, you know, you you start you you sort of raise your own bar, and what it takes to impress yourself, uh, it, it takes more to impress yourself. You know, mm-hmm. um, it takes more to excite you. But to answer your question, yeah, I would have always been interested in do in uh, um, bringing my songs to fruition, and um, at some point. Yeah, I, I definitely, yeah. I definitely would have been, been doing that all along. Okay. Um, okay. I, I, but with the roots, I, I, you know, being with this band, it's like, it's, as I probably said, uh, to other people at other times, um, it's very much like being in a, an, an academy, you know, and, mm-hmm. uh, and just seeing what other people in this band do outside of the roots is, it's very inspiring. Mm-hmm. and um that just just being around everybody sort of raises your game to you know the the desire to to just do something that you're proud of yeah you know that's what everybody around me is doing that yeah you know, so good point. and so it's, so I, I i sort of uh, on a subconscious level i'm trying to make something that i'm proud of something that, that doesn't make me something that i'm proud to to play to people and and i don't want to uh, there's no parts of it that
0: i feel like i have to like cough right. over to hear it. you know that's a good point i hadn't thought of that. there's such a high quality level of art coming from the roots as a whole and the individual members themselves no one wants yeah. to be the guy that that sullies that reputation you know like the, exactly. be the weak link yeah, in the yeah. roots chain and um you're definitely not that I, I love the um i have some questions about roots related projects and songs can i ask you about them sure okay one of my favorite roots song if not my favorite root song is on game theory it's long time, long time. Long time. Long time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah struck by
3: the luck of the draw. real life preservation what i'm for my name black Definition of raw. I was born in South Philly on a cement floor. We had nothing at all. I had the knuckle and broad. They swore I'd fall or be another brick in the wall. Another life full of love and that lost. That's Philly. This Philly, y'all. really ain't stopping the ball. With the pen like Willie on top of the hall. Pure soul with the city most popular for. Hit the tones that are easy, smooth as Bunny Siegel's soundtrack, keeping your head bobbing at all. And it's something in the water, though. Where I come from, they used to sing it on the corner. Yo, where I come from, making something out of nothing because everybody fifty cent away from. a Cordinho where I come from. I come yeah, the street same timid, but I feel at home in it. Gotta see a couple people, I ain't got that in a minute. Yeah, you could take a brother out of South Philly, can't take it out in really. i forever represent <laughs>
0: Um, oh, yeah. We were yeah. a full fledged member at that point. Now, there's not, yes. I mean, in most Roots songs, there's not a lot of guitar pyrotechnics. Um, it, the guitar to me is more of like a texture or an accent. But in that song in particular, yeah. which again is my favorite, there's just some, I don't, I'm not a musician. I don't know what the right words are, but there's some very tasteful plucking going on. Do you remember anything about the recording of that song?
2: No.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> I was afraid of that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't remember uh how that one went down. But I I I know what you're talking about. It's like it's you know it's like there's a lot of uh music that's culled over time, you know, with the roots. And a lot of you know we're We go and we record a lot of stuff and there's a lot of, you know, there's a other producers that come in that, that also work with the band as well. So a lot of music is like called, you know, from, you know, sessions and sound checks and jams at the studio at uh, you know, we're talking about like Larry Gold studio in Philadelphia. So, there's a lot of stuff in there that, um, that, you know, things that come that from like beyond my memory, you know, yeah. but, uh, I, um, but, it's a, but, but that part, it's like kind of like a muted guitar part. And it's yeah. very syncopated and yeah. it's most almost like something that's like in like, you know, uh, like a Michael Jackson, you know, um, don't stop to get enough. You yeah. Know, good one. Good combined one. With yes.
0: like Andy Summers.
4: Sort yeah, of very good, that's Andy that.
0: Summers. Yes. Very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It reminds me almost of a of like an island strumming or like what do they call it? It's Chicken scratch or whatever, something on maybe like yeah. a Caribbean yeah. album or something like that, whatever you're doing in the background. Yeah. And frankly, it's hard sometimes to know when you're listening to a to a roots album what is sampled and what's real, you know? What that's is true. what that's is true. what's a found sound and what's something you guys are creating organically. Um yeah. anyway, I mean that's I what I'm saying there's sometimes there's jams that are sampled that mm. you know that are mm. that
1: you know things that we don't even like remember you know yeah yeah sure and our yeah. our late manager uh uh richard nichols you know he wasn't just the band manager he was very hands-on uh in the studio um and very much you know um not brian epstein who's the Beatles producer, uh, George Martin. Oh, George Martin, yeah. Yeah, very much a a George Martin figure in the roots, you Mm. you could say.
0: Um, I also wanted to ask you about the Wake Up album, which uh, I love and is a lot of fun, and I especially love that you guys cover these sort of deeper R&B and jazz tracks on that. Um, There were a couple Mm. of tracks on there that I wanted to ask you about. One, the original Compared to What is one of my favorite songs of all time, and I wonder what... Um, I wondered if you remembered anything about the recording of your version of compared to what
4: lie and lie love hanging on with a push and shove. Possession is the motivation. It's hanging on God damn nation, looks like we always
0: Man, uh, am I pulling out too deep a tracks here? I'm sorry. No,
1: no, I'm, 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 I'm I'm just trying to think back. I wasn't, I, uh, that was, that was done during the time of the roots when we were kind of just getting our footing with the late night with Jimmy Fallon show. So Mm -hmm. a lot of those sessions, we would do the tonight show the TV show. And then we'd go over to the studio. Right? It's probably a deli at this point on 48th street. There's like music row on 48th street, Sam Ash and uh, Manny's music. And there are some recording studios on there that are no more sadly, but uh, we would record on 48th street. And um, and I believe the version that's on there is like a live version that we did with John. I, I mean, he may have even been singing live on yeah. that. Track, but I do know that like it's not one of those things where we like overdubbed. There was like, mm. you know, the intention was to capture the vibe in the room, and we recorded that that live.
0: When you go into a project like that, do you does do you or Questlove or somebody take months and months? Being the music lovers that you guys are, especially Quest, I'm imagining months and months of just oh painstaking what do i want to cover and what could the band do and who do i want to pay tribute to like for instance another one of my favorite songs on there is hang on in there by mike james kirkland
4: there ain't no time no time for sorrow and we ain't got time all time, oh, time to be sad mm, maybe the world ain't what it could be But to understand that it's a no-reality Oh, don't give in. in Oh, I said hang on Hang on in there how many times did you hear your mom and daddy say, oh, child, I never had it so good. I want to say thank you. Thank you for the stars.
0: The Mike's been on here, and I, yeah. I think he's just one of the great underrated R&B singers. And um it's like we... Yeah. Uh, You know, we're going to throw Mike James Kirkland some love. He doesn't get enough love. Let's us do it, you know? And so I, or is it more more spontaneous than that? Like we're buddies with John Legend. Let's just go get a studio and see what happens. I think it was, it was very um,
1: strategically curated by Questlove that, that, that album and the song selection, you know, he sort of, saw John and the singer that he is and just sort of like um, said to himself, what are the songs that I want? I I could easily hear John representing like really well and songs that highlighted his, uh, talent as a, as a singer and his ability to to deliver a lyric, you Mm -hmm. know, in in a believable way. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think I, so, so I, I think, and I think John sort of kind of just, Enjoy the process, and just like let's let's it's like let's we're hanging out. I'm hanging out here with Questlove. Mm -hmm. We're listening to records, except in this instance, we're not just listening to records. We're listening to the the records with the intention of using them for an album. And I think Mm -hmm. he just had fun with the process. Nice. I think I think that's how I'm pretty sure that's that's what how how it looked like it went down to me because the preparation for the album was I, I would see the development of it. Like when we'd be coming in to do the Tonight Show and then John's in the room and, you know, I'm hearing, oh, we're going to do this song and mm-hmm. and then find out about it that way. Um, similarly to um, when The Roots did Wise Up Ghost with Elvis Costello. A, that was going to be my next question, yeah. Yeah, like it's a similar thing where like there's all this other stuff going on for the TV show, but we have access to a studio, a place to record. I think, well, Wise Up Ghost, that was... Created when we were more able to record here at the Tonight Show.
3: Last lions walk for their tent. I stood out in the glorious rain knowing full well I can't go home again why as a ghost. Wise up, when you're gonna rise up
2: Wise up, ghost yield some size up
3: Wise up, ghost Go on your merry way now if you must Fool's gold turns rivers into rust Till you don't know who to trust Wise up ghost Wise up When you're gonna rise up Wise up ghost Wise up ghost
2: Give you some size up?
1: up A lot of that rec- was recorded here at 30 Rock And and it was made out of uh, samples from Questlove's drums, and Elvis would write to that, you know, so a completely different process.
0: But really, so uh, it's not you guys like live in a studio, you know, banging things out? For Why's
1: a Ghost, it was not like that.
0: Why's a Ghost, that was like sort of pieced together
1: and created from like samples of Questlove playing samples of one of the songs, I forgot which one, but. We did Station of Stations of the Cross with Elvis Costello. Mm. Uh, and which is from another album of his. And we there's a jam that we did at the end or at the beginning of that song that's used as a sample for the basically the 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 basis of a Wise Up Ghost song. So the roots, you know, we basically sampled ourselves. For a future future a future elvis costello record mm. so that's wow. that's how it that came about so it's, okay. it, it's so many different ways of creating and especially now with technology you know um you can really curate moments you know yeah. and sort of arrange them to your whim and to um you know you sort you can basically sample yourself, but it's not the technology makes it so much easier than what one would have to do, say, you know, 20 years ago.
0: Mm-hmm. Whose idea create. is this? Does Elvis come to quest love and say, I want to make an album with you guys, or I've got some lyrics that I think the roots need to, is should be the music for whose idea is that?
1: Well, when we, when we do, we played with Elvis twice on the show. Yeah. And, um, I think, one of them said to the other casually, "Hey, we should really do something." Yeah. and And it's like it's you know, people say that all the time. I was you say. know hey, we should work together, and it never comes to <laughs> fruition. but But in this instance, you know, our the roots um engineer Steve Mandel, Sugar Steve, he's a huge Elvis fan, and he's like, no, this this has to happen." Mm-hmm. and i if if I was to imagine the way it went down, I would imagine that if I was to bet who stepped to who I would imagine it was quest saying, I mean, I would imagine a Steve saying, you know, you should, we should really do something here. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. and then quest saying, Hey, Elvis, we should really do something mm-hmm. or, or, or maybe it was casual. Like I stated before, casually stated, uh, quest said something to like when we were doing one of our, when Elvis was doing one of his guest appearances on the show. Mm-hmm. And then, um, after, you know, after a rehearsal, uh, casually saying, Hey, we should really do something together. And then sh- Steve hearing that saying, no, this is, this is really going to happen. We're going to make this happen. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure that it went down that way. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, and Elvis, Elvis has a book, um, uh, an audio book where he speaks about, he goes really in depth to how that album was created. All of albums, but- yeah, he, he goes. He goes really far. He's he has no uh, problem with pulling back the curtain and showing like how he it's done because he loves it. He loves what he yeah. does, and it shows. You know, and that yeah. was super inspiring to be around.
0: Yeah, I something something and in disappearing ink. I can't remember the name of his book, but I've had it on my list for years, and I haven't read it yet. And I had a feeling it would be in there. Um, okay, let's talk about tonight's show a little bit you were a fairly new ish member of the band when the invite to come play with Jimmy came along, right?
1: When I was, when we started doing the, when we started working with Jimmy,
0: I had been in the band six years at that point. Oh, had you? Okay. I couldn't remember. Okay. Yeah. What now that, I mean, it's not, you weren't the likeliest choice, but obviously it turned out to be the best choice. What was that like internally? Were you guys sort of grappling with the idea of, do we want to anchor ourselves to a nightly show? or do we want to keep doing what we're doing?
1: Well, by the time that we had met Jimmy, I like I said I'd been in the band 6 years, but the band as an entity had been around for 16 years. Yeah. They got their contract in 93. I joined 10 years later. And oh. so yeah. Okay. So so by that point, you know, we were admittedly no longer spring chickens uh the road and and road life had i wouldn't say it's it had run its course but you know people were you know or started having kids and uh, you know people you know getting married and wanting to settle down and um i wouldn't say the road had run its course but wanting more stability in our lives sure and uh i guess you know jimmy was looking at the roots and we were looking at jimmy and there was sort of like uh, a mutually beneficial union that could you know occur from us getting together and it, it you know we and we never neither myself nor the band had ever thought had never aspired to be a band for a late night talk show. Yeah. Um that was not that was not on anyone's vision board. But no. um once we had our first show, by that time when we started working with Jimmy, by that time, you know the Roots had played with other artists. By that time, you know, the Roots had famously done uh before I joined the band had done uh Unplugged with Jay-Z. <laughs> and um, you know, at that point we started doing we did. I think we already did a, a Night of a Thousand Stars, like a, a, some special for Comedy Central or something. But we got a little taste of what it's like to back m- multiple uh-huh. artists. Uh-huh. And it felt like something that we could pull off naturally. Uh-huh. So, you know, it was just a matter of working out the kinks. And, uh, you know, it was just a matter of um, getting comfortable with the idea of, you know, everything we will do and play mm-hmm. is going to be on camera five nights a week. I know. Um, you know, we just had to like kind of get over that, which didn't take very, I mean, there's a learning curve for us. there's a learning curve for Jimmy, you know, sure. and, um, everybody sort of like found their footing with it, uh, together and sort mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, didn't realize it at the time, but sort of like redefined what, a house band for a talk show could be. Or Absolutely. You know, what what
0: a, a, what a, what it's kind of a low key revolutionary be. decision. If you ask me, you know? Yeah,
1: I would agree with that. Yeah. You know, nobody realized that, but I think it was, a, I think it was
0: a kind of a, you know, a master stroke there. I totally agree. Totally. 100%. So I got to ask, I mean, obviously tell me some stories about uh, the tonight show. You're not going to, I'm sure you're not going to, tell any bad stories but were there people who surprised you well first and foremost, let me ask you this a, a musical artist comes on and sometimes they have their band with them sometimes they don't sometimes the roots are augmenting their band um how far in advance do you know what you need to prepare for
1: i guess like sometimes a day
0: yeah sometimes a day sometimes a week yeah, yeah. Okay. It's cool. Like, uh, I remember Phil Collins came on. I remember this had more to do with Questlove than it did you, but I remember reading in an interview or seeing somewhere where he was so nervous about getting that huge drum explosion just right from In the Air Tonight, you know, and if he yeah, messes yeah, that yeah. up, that he... So anyway, so Phil Collins comes in, and you probably know a week in advance, and maybe the whole band takes... So what time do you even show up for work every day? What's your schedule every day? I basically show up here around three,
1: uh, no, two, two generally most days. Uh, I can't come here after three, like three is cutting it like a little too close, you know? So showing up to like, you know, it's around two, it's after two now, like this is Mm -hmm. pretty much like a safe time for me to be here, like as. Uh, I'm on the premises in case there's any surprises, mm-hmm. but uh, generally if we're playing with an artist, I, you know, I, ha- I'll have to be here, like say like 11 o'clock, 11 AM. Mm. Okay. But, uh, but, you know, p- playing with an artist that happens, I'd say once, uh, once a month, if that much, you know, oh, really? and to- and today. Yeah. Playing with like a featured artist, like today, Killer yeah. Mike is playing. I think some of the roots are playing with him. The track okay. he's doing has no guitar on it. Okay. So,
0: so okay. yeah, there's uh So you don't have anything to worry about today except for bumper music and theme music, right? Precisely. Yeah. Okay. And is bumper music um is it made up on the spot? Do you practice that well in advance? How does that go?
1: No, that's stuff like we'll get together in a rehearsal room and we'll just play. Just mm-hmm play the first thing that comes to our heads. Like somebody starts it off and everybody like kind of falls in and joins, you know, mm-hmm. yesterday we had, uh, Robert Glasper sit in with us. Oh, I love oh, him okay. so much. Yeah. Yeah. Th- that was, that was a great experience. And like most of the bumper music we did was completely, you know, quest love shouted out a key and we mm-hmm. all just went directly to that key and played mm-hmm. the first thing that came to us. And okay. everybody is sort of seasoned enough and so used to, this gig um that you're sort of you know once you hear the drums you have your idea of what to do in that key everybody Mm -hmm. has their idea of what to do in that key and you sort of like it's like formation you know Mm -hmm. and uh and then and then just give robert you know a bed to be himself and do what he does and just you know as long as it's grooving and and in key and not atonal Mm -hmm. um then it's it's perfect for the situation.
0: Do you guys, I think you guys play during the whole commercial break, right? So it's kind of like um, a five or six minute jam or no.
1: Sometimes it's that, but a lot of times we stop and we prepare for whatever we're going to do next. Okay. We'll stop and we'll prepare for the next guest that's coming out. Sometimes uh-huh. Jimmy will do uh, promotions. Sometimes he's, you know, she'll, show. will be briefed on the next guest, you know, what's about mm-hmm. to happen. And sometimes we'll stop playing for that. Um, but sometimes we'll play right through mm-hmm. too. So okay. it's like a mixed bag, you know, depending on the situation, mm-hmm. depending on what needs to happen for the rest of the show to, to go on smoothly.
0: And it's black thought freestyling, everything he's coming up with on those, on those, during um, those commercials. He is uh, an encyclopedic knowledge of
1: his own rhymes of rhymes throughout history Mm -hmm. he'll just you know and his voice is so rhythmic and musical that it's all sorts of things sometimes it's freestyles sometimes Mm -hmm. it's it's his own raps sometimes it's classic raps from history it's Mm -hmm. like everything it's Mm -hmm. whatever it's that's and that's the beauty of what he does you know he's just he's an mc he's master Mm -hmm. of communications He's there and, you know, whatever, he's just reacting to the band and whatever he sees fit for that moment, he, he just goes in with.
0: Um, what about those like classroom instrument thing, um, pieces you guys do with like Mariah and everyone else? How long, how much practice do those take or re, uh, rehearsal?
1: Well, that usually takes, you know, maybe the day before or a couple days before we'll make a demo of what it's going mm. to sound like.
0: Mm.
1: That we'll, 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 however long you you know maybe it could be like a week before or five days before, but we'll make a demo of those classroom instruments with playing the song, and then that version goes to whichever artist we're playing with, so they know what they're getting into, so mm. they so they can practice along with what we do. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. uh that's how that usually goes down.
0: Okay, when you do the bumper music, do you guys ever? look at each other and think that was pretty good we should uh turn that into a song at some point oh most definitely most definitely that a lot
1: of there's a song called the day on Mm -hmm. uh how i got over that Mm -hmm.
3: It's like every day I wake up, I stare into space and don't say much. Peer in the mirror, feeling dead from the face up. Coffee, pot, cigarettes, morning Jays, Bailey's. Slowing down my day before picks up the pace. Beats playing since the night before. Thinking about writing songs, feeling exhausted from times we tour constant. And plus the toxics I sip got me tossed, still tipsy. Staring at the city from the spot we call Los Angeles. Every day is like a blank canvas. Carving my initials in the planet like I branded. Handpicked to live this life we take for granted. Like a child with an upright face we can't stand it smiling through the trouble we face trying to manage my way without pumping my brakes and staying stagnant because i could sit on my ass or just imagine the madness and get on my path and paint the canvas
1: that has origins in creating music for the for the show wow you know and then we're like wait a second that actually sounds like something we could use for an album yeah and uh, that's what we used for the album yeah. Um good and there's been other instances too, you know, where it's just like that, we may want to use that for something. Yeah. 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 That's Better than not, not waste a good idea. idea.
0: Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, now tell me some stories about, I was watching some clip of you talking about um, Stevie wonder and um, I mean, what a <laughs> talk about legend. I mean, just ha- being in the same room with him must've changed your Body chemistry but tell me a story about <laughs> Stevie you know
1: yeah I remember just being um, there's there's a an instrument called the harppogee or I think it's called the harppogee and um, it's basically a combination of a guitar and a piano and I had never I guess I've heard it throughout the years um, he may have played it on recording but just walking by his dressing room, like I heard like this sound and me and Kamal, the keyboard player, we both were like standing outside Stevie's dressing room and like listening to him play this thing. They opened the door and, you know, they're like, you know, you could see what he's doing, you know, and it's, and he was just so gifted at this instrument and it's, it's a string instrument, but you like play it like, like a keyboard. Uh Uh, Corey Henry plays a -a Harpogee. If you go to Corey Henry's, um, instagram you'll see him playing a lot of this but you can have vibrato on it but really an amazing instrument and um i remember just when we on that day we did uh all day sucker with him mm. uh from um from key, songs in key of life yes and it's got a lot of fuzzed out guitar on it and it's basically i can just like i all i could i could just i i just was basically playing fuzz solo guitar while stevie's sang on mm-hmm. on a song i remember just playing it at one point he he says in the mic he's like he's like
2: play that guitar son
1: <laughs> and I, it's on the recording and i'm just like just going back and like listening to that just like man like he's like i was playing guitar he heard me and yes. he responded by saying play that guitar son
0: yes i was like yes that, that was just that's Definitely a top ten career That's highlight. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I was curious. There, I um. There are times when you'll have a musical guest, but they don't perform, but they sit in with the band for the evening. And I remember, yeah, for instance, every now and then that happened last night with Robert Glasberg, But that hasn't okay. happened
1: for a long, long time.
0: Okay. Yeah. I um. To be completely honest, I haven't gotten back into watching late night shows since covet when they all sort of shut down quite as right. often but i remember for instance two of my all-time favorites are daryl hall and bruce Hornsby, mm. and oh, both those guys amazing. did that yeah right? that was amazing but i remember yes. both of those instances what what goes into the decision that we're not going to have those guys perform but we're going to have is it just another way of like marketing them letting the world yeah, know they I have can. a new album and this is one yeah, way to get them been, in there like,
1: I think you said it best. Just like another way of of, of presenting them, and it's especially when a, when somebody a guest has so much classic material, it's an opportunity to like showcase their classic material. Not necessarily playing the entire thing for the mm-hmm. people at home, but it's a, a situation where we can play like the whole song as a warm up for the audience in the studio, mm-hmm. and then we can like go and we can just play you know during the commercial breaks and in addition to that there might be another guest an entirely different guest Mm -hmm. as the musical act for the show so it's kind of like one of those more bang for your buck Mm -hmm. on on the show situations and um an opportunity to like like with somebody like daryl hall like to just play one of those hits kind of feels like you're not doing enough so, so that was, he was like a perfect candidate yes, he was. for that situation. And same with
0: yeah. Bruce, Bruce Hornstein yeah. too. Yeah. Who has surprised you? Who did you, who, I think you have a video of the Backstreet Boys. Who did you go into it thinking that uh, you didn't think anything or weren't a fan or wasn't paying attention. And then they came on the show and you played with them and blew you away.
1: Well, you know, Bruce Springsteen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, you know, he's Bruce Springsteen, you know, he's a legend, you know, all, yeah. all, you know, he's a legend for a reason. But prior to that, I prior to playing with him, I don't, all I'm gonna say is like playing with him, you walked away from the experience completely understanding why he sells out multiple nights in stadiums. It. And you walk away from that experience understanding why Bruce fans are the way they are. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy just wields so much power mm-hmm. um, m- musically and uh, such, and also such a nice guy too. Super mm-hmm. friendly, very inclusive, funny. Yeah. And just, he's, you know, he's, he's like a preacher, you know, and you, mm-hmm. you, you, even if you, if you, even if you don't want to be a fan, he like will make you a fan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that, that's I was sort of surprised in that instance. Um one time Sting was on the show, and I think I think Sting was Sting was in to do something on a different TV show. Mm. Uh, I think maybe it was to do like a benefit for was it for Hurricane Sandy, possibly. I think a benefit for Hurricane Sandy. He was there for that and he was in the hallway. And and then Questlove said, Hey, do you want to just do an audience warm up with us? Mm. And he's like, Sure. So he came out and he did Walking on the Moon with us Mm. for the studio audience. And we found out about it five minutes before it actually happened.
0: And the audience was just like, We have Sting here with the roots, you know? So stuff like that, you know, has happened um there was a reference in one of these videos that i watched that after quincy jones was on he hung out with you guys for like three hours after the show what do you talk about with quincy i can imagine Questlove going deep on like off the wall or something but what are you talking with quincy jones about for three hours i was not there for that i w- oh bummer yeah I, I i've i've hung out with him on different occasions
1: like the uh there's one other occasion at a hollywood party and he was just there holding court in the kitchen at, uh, I think it was at Lawrence Bender's, uh, house party and, and, uh, Quincy Jones was there, he, you know, mentioned that, you know, we were talking about astrology, he mentioned I uh, was a Libra. He was talking about how he was a Pisces, but yeah, I, when he was at the tonight show, I, I, I left because I had to go back home for dinner with my family.
0: Oh, wow. Now, what's your? But, you've mentioned your family a few times. Your kids are. Are you married? Your kids are. teenagers? yeah. yeah. I've I've been married
1: twenty years. Okay. Um, I have a uh, two teens: I have a fourteen-year-old daughter and a
0: seventeen-year-old son. Oh goodness! So, yeah, My two oldest are teenagers too. It's rough, man. It's a, <laughs> yeah, but it's a whole uh, new world. It's, you know, it's
1: rough, but it's like it's it's after after they leave. You know, it's, it's like we're looking at like sort of the tail end of our responsibilities towards them. I mean, theoretically. Yeah. (laughs) So now it's, what's great is like, now's the time. Like I try to, it's fun to talk with them and to reason with them and it's fun to hear their ideas. And you sort of, there's like a feeling like, you know, they may be moving out soon. So Mm -hmm. there's, this is the last chance to uh, make a, a, an impression. That's sort of like, I don't know if that is the case. I mean, they may be living with for another 10 years, you know, I don't know, but, 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 but just in case they're really trying to get out of there, trying to, trying to leave a lasting impression.
0: Yeah. Well, um, I'll, I'll let you go. Um, I love watching you specifically. One of the main reasons why I really wanted to talk to you is because I feel in some ways, a kindred spirit, because when I see you perform On the show, I feel like you're somebody who feels about music and loves and is passionate about it as I do. Mainly because I love seeing, like I was saying earlier, the diversity of music that seems to excite you. I love Mm. seeing that. I can see it on your face, Kirk, when you perform. And so my eye is always going to you because I can see how much you are enjoying what you're doing. And it makes me love it too. And your new album is one of the best albums I've heard this year. And I love it. And I so am glad that you have it out there. And I want to share it with people because I think it's really special. So thank you for everything you do. That means a lot, man. I
1: thank you so much. I mean, I'm, I made it for me. (laughs) I made it to make myself feel good. And my attitude is like, you know, I know a little bit about music. I play with a really good band. I've had some amazing teachers and the album's just a result of, everything basically that we've spoken about for almost yeah. an hour yeah so it's distilled in something you can listen to yeah so um that's what i love about it if you, thank you so much yeah and i hope others get out of the
0: same thing out of it too last question Dr- dream collaboration alive they have to be alive if you could have anyone come do something on one of your uh, on your next solo album who would it be and what would they do you know everybody or have met them. They've all been on your stage there on the show, probably. Is there someone left hanging out there that the connection's yet to be made? Way to, way to end the interview. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> told me the never... <laughs> <laughs> You're all ready are to we, sign off, we... and I throw... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh... That's okay. We'll cut it before. I was just curious. I mean, you have access to just about every artist in the world. They'll take your call, and I'm thinking: is there one person who you would want to call in that favor on to come play on your album? Is it Stevie's harmonica? Is it Nile Rodgers' guitar plucking? Is it uh, <laughs> I don't know? Is it Johnny Marr's guitar plucking? Is it Femi oh, God Is it speaking
1: Speaking of Johnny Marr, I have to say when Johnny Marr was on the show, I mean he he is one of the nicest guys that's at, what I've and, heard. You know that's what I've heard. Like he'll remember the birthdays of people on our crew. No way. Here. And he was playing at the um Brooklyn Williams Williamsburg Hall of Music. Yeah, Williamsburg Hall mm-hmm. of Music. I, actually the, the the anyhow he's playing at the Williamsburg Hall of Music. I say Johnny I'm gonna go see you play tomorrow. He's like you're coming to see me play. I'm like yeah mm-hmm. he's like he's like you should come up on stage and do how soon is now with me oh and i'm like (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like i don't know um i'm okay okay yeah yeah Yeah." so i'm scheduled to go to that show anyhow so i'm going with my friends from high school and you know i had to go to sound check to like practice with the band (laughs) so what i did was i didn't tell my friends that i was playing with them So we did sound check. I went and met them at the bar next door. We're watching the show. And in the middle of the show, I'm like, you know, I don't know what we ate before, but I got to go to the bathroom. So I I go to the bathroom, but I don't go to the bathroom. I go backstage to get ready. And then they go into house news now and they call me out on stage. And they're all. (laughs) Yeah, that was that was another career highlight. No, I one brought to you by stevie wonder and one brought to us by by johnny Marr. goodness um what a life you lead man you're a fortunate blessed it. individual you know i'm this. In- extremely grateful and there's not a morning that i you know get up without saying thanks and yeah every time i come to 30 rock and i and my id works to get <laughs> in i'm just like yes yeah yeah, for, for real. Um but I Thank want to you, answer Kurt. your question, man. Oh, oh well think about not, it. I don't know. I know I could I know I could have gotten, gotten out of it, but um <laughs> But I, I can you like I uh, am I'm, I'm going to just throw three names out okay. there.
0: Okay. Okay. Um Steve Lacy. My daughter loves Steve Lacey. And so yeah. he's, I mean, I'm older, obviously, and it's harder to keep track of new music. My daughter loves him and she plays him all the time. And I really like him.
1: Yeah. I really like him too. I think he's amazing. And, um, hopefully he will, there'll be a collaboration with him soon, but that like Very good. off the bat, like that,
0: that dude is,
1: that dude is dope.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good pick. Ooh, I wouldn't have expected that one. I like that. That's so funny. He's so present in my life right now because I listen yeah. to him with my kids all the time. I have no idea, but there yeah. you go. There you go. Okay. Kirk, I love you a lot. Thank you, man. This meant a lot to me. All right. There you have it. Kirk Douglas. The guy could write a book. I, I There's no way really to cover everybody because just about every guest that's ever been on, you would love to know the story. And there's only so much he can tell. There's probably only so much he can even remember. Because the guy's, the guy's got a job to do when all is said and done. Anyway, uh, I love talking with him. And I'm really grateful that he took the time. It's just, I, it's a little, you get starstruck looking at Kirk Douglas's face talking to you about music and everything else when you realize you see his face on TV almost every night. I want to close it out with another song. We talked about most of the new album, which is so good. I I want to close it out with another one off the last album, Turbulent Times. This is Little Friend. I like this this song, too. The album's great, too, by the way. Uh, Now, next week's guest, I'm not 100% sure what's going to come up next week. I have a ton in the can. It is most likely another producer episode. And if it is, it'll probably be the last producer episode of the year. But it's it's a big one. And uh, there's a lot of fun stories included in this one. So I think you're going to like it. Um, huge thanks, as always, to Yan the Man uh, for putting this uh, this episode together and for being my partner in crime. Thank you, buddy. Uh, you guys know you can like our page on Facebook. You can send, in, send us a message on there. You can send us an email at thehustlepod at gmail.com, or you can find us on Twitter at The Hustle Pod. Um, that, <laughs> that talk, talk, deep dive is still going to be coming out eventually. So hopefully in the next few days, Also, there may be a live panel coming out this weekend if everything goes according to plan. So more bonus material come than you probably even want. All right. Thanks, folks. We love you.